a redevelopment in Denver will use poop to heat and cool buildings. That story and more on H2 Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. If you live in western Colorado or eastern Utah, has it seemed like it's been getting hotter over the years? If so, it's not your imagination. According to a new analysis by the Washington Post, the region has warmed more than twice the global average. The area is now the largest hotspot in the lower 48 states, with average temperatures warming more than 2 degrees Celsius since 1895. The Paris Climate Accord has a goal to keep warm warming to well below 2 degrees Celsius by 2100. Two counties in Colorado have already seen a rise of 2.4 degrees. The warming has an effect on runoff in the Colorado River Basin and has in part caused a 20% decline in the average flow over the past century. This past winter, snowpack in the river's upper basin was at 100% of normal, but hotter temperatures caused evaporation, resulting in just over half of the average runoff. Other hotspots in in the West include Southern Oregon, Southern California, and part of Nevada. And speaking of heat, this year's temperatures in the Arctic have been hot, 5 degrees Celsius above the 30-year average. There have been widespread fires in Siberia and Canada, emitting more carbon dioxide in the last two years than in the previous 16 years combined. It gets worse. Reuters reports that the last fully intact ice shelf in the Canadian Arctic has collapsed, losing more than 40% of its area in just two days. The Milne Ice Shelf was at the fringe of Ellesmere Island in northern Canada. Its area shrank by a size comparable to the island of Manhattan. Also, two ancient ice caps in Canada have completely melted, two years earlier than scientists predicted. CBS News reports the caps dated back roughly 5,000 years to the Little Ice Age. When at the beach, nobody wants to be the target of a seagull's poop. But according to new research, guano, as it's known, could be white gold, worth nearly half a billion dollars a year. That's because the guano, which is used as fertilizer, also benefits ecosystems by providing nutrients to food webs. Even the Incas recognized the value of seabird poop and supposedly decreed death to those who harmed the birds. An analysis by scientists from a Brazilian university found guano's value could be closer to $1 billion when you factor in its contribution to fisheries. They say nutrients in seabird poop deposited on coral reefs can increase the number of fish by nearly half. However, global seabird populations have declined 70% since 1950, and the researchers hope their work to quantify the value of the waste will raise awareness about conserving their habitats. And speaking of poop, a major new development in Denver, Colorado, will use human sewage to heat and cool buildings. Rather than natural gas, the new National Western Center will use two giant sewer pipes carrying human waste to keep buildings at comfortable temperatures. The development is an overhaul of the place where Denver has hosted a rodeo and livestock show since 1906, and it will contain seven new buildings with a million square feet of space. The project leaders say it will be the largest sewer heat recovery system in North America, using water from Denver residents' showers, sinks, tubs, dishwashers, washing machines, and toilets. Wastewater maintains a fairly constant temperature between 50 and 68 degrees Fahrenheit, even in the winter. As sewage travels through the pipes, the system will pull thermal energy. 
A heat pump will transfer that energy, not the waste, to a clean water distribution pipe that enters individual buildings that won't need separate boilers or coolers. The system is expected to provide 90% of energy needed to heat and cool buildings on the campus, and it will stop thousands of tons of carbon dioxide from being emitted every year. And finally, as told in the Bible, Jonah survived being swallowed by a whale, but a Japanese water beetle can do one better. According to new research, the scavenger water beetle can survive being eaten alive by frogs, popping out their rear ends, a bit soiled, but ready to live another day. Shinji Sujira of Kobe University made the discovery after wondering how frogs and aquatic beetles coexisted in marshy ponds. He conducted an experiment where he put the two in a bucket and observed. Not surprisingly, the frog quickly devoured the tiny beetle, or so it thought. Frogs don't have teeth, so as Deutsche Villa explains, they depend on intestinal acids to break down their prey. Shujira had expected the frog might spit the beetle out because in earlier experiments with another beetle, he found they released toxic chemicals that made frogs and toads invert their stomachs to vomit out the insects. But to Shujira's surprise, several minutes later, the beetle emerged from the frog's anus. He said most frogs don't defecate immediately after a meal, so the beetle seemed to have actively worked its way through the frog's digestive tract, a long journey of several inches for a beetle that's only four millimeters long. Shujira suspects the beetle survives its time in the frog's gut by trapping air under its wing, the same way it breathes underwater. He thinks the beetle used its legs, not only to travel the distance, but also to open the frog's sphincter to escape and swim to freedom. To test that theory, he waxed some beetles' legs together, and when those insects were eaten by frogs, they met their doom. That said, 93% of the beetles swallowed by the frogs in his experiment survived. We'll put a video of these fascinating escape artists on our website at h2radio.org. That's it for this week in water. We'll catch you next time.